back at the Magic Hour with Michael McCallum. I'm your host, Michael McCallum. This is an internet broadcasting podcast brought to you by Rebel Pictures in the Michigan Business Network. We are in the studio remotely at Chaleco Central with Eric Chaleco. He is an editor, writer, videographer, photographer, and very good friend of mine and recent collaborator. So let's talk about the recently finished by the time this comes out it's not going to be recent but still rec- recent well still it's, we're, what, we're what it the, considers we're recent the, we're what in it, the coronavirus age time means nothing anymore man <laughs> it's, it's already it's already in the space time it's already yesterday it's already next century there you nothing go nothing means nothing anymore <laughs> nothing means nothing and then we just both cry covid cry so we just finished a film fatalgia for the 48 hour global film challenge or so for the global film challenge what was your takeaway from this what was your feeling of that project and don't feel like you can't be honest just because i'm sitting right here judging you quietly everything was fine i feel very safe (laughs) and that's that's been the show so thank you (laughs) no no like no no bullshit it's actually it's been phenomenal honestly yeah i guess a little peek behind the mental curtain going into it I remember, like, by the time that Friday came around, I, it was, like, a really long week, just a lot of stuff happening at work, and I was just, like, you know, my brain has start, has gotten, sort of getting that routine where I'm, like, okay, it's Friday, you get to relax, and I'm just, and, like, you've had a rough week, you get to chill, but I'm, like, no, brain, we got a movie to make, <laughs> we got, we got 48 hours to make this bitch. I love your brain is going, you have to argue with your brain, and your genitals are, like, well, you don't need me. <laughs> every other part of my body is just like oh fuck they're going at it again we're just gonna just we're just gonna sit this one out you're or arguing with your brain in the like yep just between you and your brain argument. yeah the gallbladder was just like we're gonna get out of here the appendix was just like getting a lawn chair and popcorn ready to see this fight happen your colon went wah wah <laughs> but no but no it was the thing was like i was going to being like all right we're gonna make we're gonna we're gonna make a movie and then this I was just being like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to be like wired on caffeine next 48 hours. And we got the entire thing shot that night. Yeah, that first night. Which was insane. Remarkable. Um, Yeah, I did not expect us to have two days for post on that. No. Yeah. That usually doesn't happen. Oh, no. That was, it was, it was nice that it was unusual, but I was just like, I was like really pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, going into it, because we shot in Lansing, which, which was, which was cool. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, Cedar Art. Yep, Cedar Street Art Collective. Yeah, I know that place is rad. Big um, shout out to Andrew D. Sandstead for yes. allowing us to kind of originally just powwow there. And uh, and then it turned out that that location worked really well to do the film. And also giving us the world's coolest prop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. which is just yeah. total That light bulb, yeah. Oh, God, that thing looks so cool. Yeah, so we got there. It was, yeah, you, me, Danny, and Bobby. Yes. Or, sorry, Wolf and Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Wolf Hogan, Danny Hogan. Yeah. Danny Wolf. Wolf Danny. No one's ever going to know what his actual name is. Just um, call him Hogan. Yeah. So, yeah, four of us got there, sort of got the elements, which I guess we can go over them real quick. So, the genre was uh, sci-fi. Either, either sci fi or coming, coming of age. age. We chose, yeah. yeah, we chose sci fi. Which it has a weird, still kind of a coming of, coming age, of age in a very dark sense of. Yeah. It's like if David Lynch did an after school special. I guess you could still argue we did do a coming of age. Yeah, it was technically a coming of age movie. Yeah, I guess very was, dark. Yeah, very dark, very fun. <laughs> yeah, 
you know you know it was good when my my mom who was like you know doesn't watch like experimental movies watched it and she was just like wow that was dark but i really liked it <laughs> i've made an appointment for you to talk with a counselor <laughs> that's a compliment sweetie no, here's she... the nice men in the white coat <laughs> but yeah so we jammed that out in let's see we started yeah started at seven i think we had it pretty much planned out by nine and then we yeah, were done I think by like, it was done by like one or one thirty. yeah i think it was a little after nine that we actually started like you know, getting set up for shots and sequences mm-hmm. because they didn't, the elements weren't able to be delivered to us through the email of the team leaders. Yeah, there were some technical Right issues. at seven. It was about 20 after, almost 7.30. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it was it was uh, really remarkable because I, for me as a team leader, as a director and a filmmaker, I don't want to, well, we're here, let's just come up with something here. It's like... Right. If this works in this location, great. If not, we're going to do whatever we need to that's going to service the story the best. Yeah, and I think the thing that really worked was just like we we really did hit the ground running. We just kept that momentum going the entire night. Um, and yeah, no, I'm I'm still super proud of yeah what we made there. Yeah, it's it's so funny because listeners are like, well, where can I see it? And it's if you Not go, yet. you can't see it yet, but um, we're still waiting to hear back from the judges about it. But if you if you go to rebelpictures.net or look, uh, you know, Eric up on Facebook or myself up on Facebook or Rebel Pictures, uh, we at least are going to have some poster pics up and mm-hmm. some behind the scenes stuff pictures up for you to see before we you know get the film out there to be rented which is important it's important to get stuff out there for people to see but so much goes into it to not just throw it up online and have it get 50 views or 100 views or oh yeah i saw it cool it's like no there's a lot of work that goes into this and trying to make something back even if it's just a couple dollars to be able to send it to other festivals is super important so if you have the means please support local artists support oh man yeah local businesses especially too right now yeah when we were talking about gearing up to do this show this episode was you know just recently hearing about lcc radio and lansing is closing you know, Celebration Cinema in Grand Rapids, the Woodland Mall location closed already. And then the UICA today, Yeah, that man. bummed me out so much. Like, I saw, like, so many, like, awesome movies there. That you wouldn't normally get to see. Oh, yeah. Like, I get, I got a chance to, like, see why well, it was, like, first sitting in, in GR. Like, I saw Moonlight there, and it was, like, it was awesome. Yeah. I, I saw my girlfriend, Kirsten, we saw it completely on a whim. Because we were like, yeah, we heard this movie's really good. No idea what it's about. And it was just, like... Yeah. Sometimes that's the best way to see something too oh, yeah. is is to, you know, or somebody said you got to see it, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. It is nice to see some things too that don't have completely recognizable people in it. Mm-hmm. You know, um except for Mahershala Ali, yeah. all the other actors were people that you had never knows, really yeah. s- hadn't seen before. But man, there's been so many movies that I've seen there and then also, you know, a lot of Michigan Grand Rapids filmmakers, Daniel Felicki's film the Accidental Exorcist played there. Joel Petrikas's films yeah. have played there. That it's a great way, or was a great way, I should say, in hindsight and in past tense now, that it was a great way to be able to see some films that you wouldn't just get a normal chance to see. And they, they'd show some pretty avant-garde art house films, too. That Which was great, because you don't get to see those at like an AMC no, or no. Celebration. Well, at least Celebration will, then they would show that sometimes. The nice thing I heard, though, and I don't know how much true this is, but all of the 
films that would normally play at Celebration Woodland would get played at their downtown theater. So at least there's still going to be that representation there, but you know, it's a whole other location that's being shut down. It sucks. Yeah, and I just, you know, I wonder what else is going to be shut down, especially in, in the Detroit area or yeah. or in Ann Arbor as well. It's like, I do not want to see the Michigan theater, the state theater. And it sucks because like, yeah, just for some like like reference for people, I, I lived in GR for five years, moved over to Ann Arbor actually, yeah, about, yeah. about six months ago. And yeah, I was like, you know, it was funny is like when we moved over here, it was just like, okay, new, new jobs, new year, new city, going to do all sorts of new stuff. And it was like, oh, there are these cool theaters. I'm going to go there when I got free time and coronavirus. Yeah. Isn't that sad? It's just, yeah, it sucks. I mean, it does. And I know this is kind of a first world, you know, problem bitching moment with people actually having this and dying from it and knowing people that have lost loved ones and friends. Yeah. My Uh, sister faces this stuff like every day, every day she works at U of M hospital. And like, what would she say to all the people and you as well that think it's all a hoax? Oh, I've seen what she said to people that think it's a hoax. And she's very, very like civilly upset with people because she's learned, you know, maybe I shouldn't like yell at people and that'll change their minds. But I mean, she, she's been less like that for a while. It's now. tough to keep your cool though. When yeah. You're, when you're dealing with it on a day to day basis and you see the severity of it. Yeah. I mean, at least things are starting to cool down, but people need to understand like, just because things are starting to be over doesn't mean they're completely done. Because, like, if people go, you know, start gathering, just not wearing masks and are French kissing on the streets, they haven't seen each other for so long. That stuff it's is happening. Good. Yeah, it's already, you're this, that next wave is already happening. And I mean, you have other states. Yeah. You have China is closing down again. Yeah. Again, Oregon is closing down again. They're closing other places, other states as well, because yeah. they're seeing a rise. And then everybody bitches and moans about not being able to get Gretchen cuts, Whitmer. Yeah. Even and though she's go, been doing so much to make sure that the cases have stayed that low. Like, yeah, it sucks. We can't really see everyone. Shit, man. But, it's a know. lose-lose because if she didn't do anything and there was 100,000 more people that had died yeah, or she, more, they'd be giving her the business about that. It's oh, yeah, a lose-lose. They'd, be, they'd be saying she should go to jail. But it's like she doesn't. She deserves all the praise in the world because at least in this situation she chose, hey, I'd rather, I'd rather save lives than save, like, you know, all these, like, you know, big corporations that want all their companies to never come back to work. I mean, she's still obviously got some kind of pressure because, you know, and you need, I mean, I get it. You need to keep that stuff open because that's how people, you know, like make, make their livelihoods. And I understand there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, you know, it's either, it's not an everyday thing of what we're going through. No. And there's not, and I don't know if people have gotten this to their heads is like, you know, there's, there's no economy if everyone's dead. Like, yeah, right. it's just like, there's a certain point where like, you kind of have to put the value on human lives over dollars. I just, it baffles me, you know, and I guess it sucks. All these local businesses are going under, but like, you know, well, and then you, you know, you see a GoFundMe's, they did a GoFundMe for one of the officers who is being, you know, tried for participation in that second degree murder of george floyd oh yeah they raised like a ridiculous amount of money to get that guy's bail covered for him to get out not the main officer chauvin one of the other guys i think his name is lloyd yeah but for him to get you know his bail money so it's like people people have resources out there and then it baffles me when they put it towards just the wrong thing so yeah it's just like you could have spent all that money like you know, it's it's really unfortunate. We look at like other countries in the world that are actually doing something. Like New Zealand right now has 
at last time I heard their caseload is at zero, they recognized, yeah, it's going to go up, but we've done a lot to make sure to keep it down yeah. because they're listening to scientists, listening to doctors that know this stuff better than people like Japan. Yeah. Japan yeah. was, you know, everybody started wearing masks religiously right away and they've kept it pretty low. Yeah. And they already had that culture of people that would like, would, if people are sick, they'll wear masks. So they already got over that. Meanwhile, over here, people are like, Wearing a mask is a political opinion. It's like, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I don't care if you're super conservative, super liberal, like you should just wear a mask and wash your hands. That's just human decency, you know? Yeah. Uh, too little of that going around. Yeah, for real. What a downer for this segment. We can, we Thanks, can, Eric. We can talk about no. we can talk about fart jokes and dick jokes if you want. And we will. That's the next segment. Oh hell yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break on that sad note, that realistically sad note, and we're gonna be back at the magic hour with Michael McCallum, Rebel Pictures, Michigan Business Network. People. I know mistakes I 